2: Plan savings with three lines of T Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
1: This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. The CDC says you don't have to wear a mask if you're vaccinated, but in the tri-state, only one state has signed on so far.
3: Vaccinated people in Connecticut will soon be able to drop the mask in most places.
2: Indoor masking will still be required for the unvaccinated.
1: I'm Sean Adams and Darianne. And we'll hear about a fully vaccinated New York Yankee who is has joined other team staffers on the sidelines with COVID in the Mideast. Israeli artillery has joined airstrikes in Gaza while here in New York.
4: A Brooklyn mosque is vandalized as worshippers mark the end of Ramadan. I'm Marla Diamond in Gravesend.
2: About
1: last night's first Democrat debate for mayor.
2: Everyone agrees New York took a devastating hit over the past year. But strategies for its recovery, that is where the Democratic candidates for mayor differ.
1: Steve Burns will have our recap. Joe Connolly will answer a listener question about inflation, and we'll have something about the show about nothing. As we mark the end of Seinfeld, which ended just the way it began, if you recall. This is Friday, May 14th. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day with fewer commercials. Best part about this day... So far, anyway, is the weather. It is beautiful. It's bright and sunny, a blue sky. And Craig says a mix of clouds and sun, pleasantly warm, The high between 70 and 75. On this Friday morning, we have mixed guidance from tri-state governors about whether and when to stop wearing the mask. After the CDC dropped the recommendation to wear them inside or outside, if you are fully vaccinated, the exception being if you're in a tight crowd, What to know for your state now, live from Sean Adams, starting with the only state that is on record fully embracing the change, and that's Connecticut. Sean?
3: Well, Connecticut is going to follow the CDC's lead here and allow vaccinated people to uh, flash a smile again. May 19th, so next week, when uh, other COVID restrictions expire, most of them, no more indoor mask wearing for the fully vaccinated. Reaction this morning is mixed yeah i'm go- i'm taking it off <laughs> you know you just took it off yeah Is it time? I, not yet for me you're going to continue to wear the mask exactly cancer survivor stroke survivor so i'm not ready yet
5: you know if you want to take off the mask you want to but like some people i work with they're, they're not going to take the mask off
3: governor lamont stresses you better keep that mask handy though for crowded high-risk locations.
2: There are a variety of other uh, unique circumstances where they want fully vaccinated uh, people. For example, um, you know, airplanes and public transportation where you're close in. So that's all per the new CDC guidance. Nursing
3: homes, hospitals, and schools, too. Businesses will be able to determine their own mask regulations. Wayne?
1: So, Sean, that's not the case in New York and New Jersey just yet. What's going on there?
3: New York and New Jersey are taking a more cautious approach, uh, taking a closer look at the CDC recommendations. Governors Cuomo and Murphy, they're not yet ready uh, to let the, the vaccinated shed the mask. Uh, New York and New Jersey obviously have uh, larger populations. Uh, the, the, you know, just so many people living so close together, densely concentrated. Uh, Governor Cuomo made a point yesterday uh, in reaction to this saying, you know, COVID is still killing people. So he doesn't want to rush this decision. They're going to take their time.
1: Thank you, Sean. Now, being fully vaccinated, of course, is not a complete guarantee. There is still a chance of getting COVID, as a New York Yankee is finding out. Like Weber Torres has tested positive for COVID, second time for him, and he's fully vaccinated and had the virus in the offseason. Erica Herskowitz is in for Brad Heller on sports this morning. Erica, what is the latest on the team COVID worries for the Yankees?
6: Well, I think right now what they're they're trying to do is figure out what's going on. Why is this happening? All the players, or rather, eighty five percent, they reached that threshold. April thirtieth, that eighty five percent of the organization got the vaccine. Aaron Boone is saying that it was the J and J vaccine, and Brian Cashman sort of emphasizing that. Listen, the vaccine is working because you know seven out of the eight that tested positive for COVID this week, including Gleyber Torres aren't showing any symptoms and so you know that's the interesting fact is that the vaccine according to Cashman is working it doesn't guarantee that you're not going to get COVID again it just means that you're not going to you know hopefully die from COVID and so that's right. the, the main the main goal yeah
1: that's good to point out you know you may still get it but the symptoms won't be as bad or maybe not even at all so is this going to affect the Yankees schedule
6: it should not. I mean, I was very curious the beginning of the week when all of this started coming down. Are they going to, you know, shut it down for a little while? But it doesn't look like they're they're looking in that direction. They're going to plow through these games and follow protocol. If you test positive, you have to go in quarantine for ten days. So they put Glaber Torres on that COVID injured list, so he won't be playing for ten days. And I think they're going to try to plow through these games.
1: Erica, thank you for the update on that about the New York Yankees. It's the WCBS Morning News round. I've got a question about inflation that came in from a listener. Joe Connolly is here with the Big Money story this morning. Joe.
5: Hey Wayne, a WCBS listener emailed yesterday. Joe, thank you for the explanation of the effects of inflation. What are the causes of inflation? Good question, Greg. Inflation is being caused by supply shortages at the same time as high demand. Both of these are after effects of COVID. Supply shortages and high demand. Prices go up. Companies say lumber and other prices are so high for their materials that they have to raise prices. That starts the chain event. The problem in the economy is that the more prices rise, the more sales slow, and also the fewer other items people buy. So there's a magnifier effect there. Sometimes companies reap rewards of inflation if they can get away with charging more as a result of high demand, but this time millions of employees haven't had raises in a long time. And a bank economist says it's unusual for prices that go up to come back down. The question is whether the inflation this time sticks or fades. The economy spirals up or down. That's why the Federal Reserve's main mission is to try to keep it growing slowly. The last bad inflation was in the 1980s. When it was because of higher oil prices then, which then led to higher interest rates to try to stop the inflation, that caused mortgage rates, which are now around 3%, to rise to 18% in
0: 1981.
5: I remember. People still bought houses, but the sellers made less. The banks made more because the buyers' monthly mortgage rates were so high
1: which is why when I paid 8% years ago, I thought I was getting a bargain compared to my parents. It's amazing how the perspective has changed. Thank you, Joe. It's the morning news roundup, and this morning has brought dozens more airstrikes in Gaza. And we're hearing from various reports. Heavy artillery fire has been coming in from Israeli forces, so not just attacks by air. An army spokesman denied that the Israeli army has launched a ground invasion, as some media had been reporting. The defense minister, Benny Gantz, said there's no time limit on the military operation against Gaza, and that there are many, many more targets. The Palestinian Health Ministry says Israel's bombing campaign in Gaza has now killed at least 119 people, including 31 children. Seven Israelis have died, and hundreds have been injured by the rockets that got through the Iron Dome anti-rocket defense. And here at home, a sign of the East turmoil was spray-painted on a Brooklyn Islamic center. And Marla Diamond is there this morning in Gravesend. Marla?
4: And a uh, squad car is sitting on Coney Island Avenue outside the Taba Islamic Center, a storefront house of worship, vandalized sometime Wednesday night into Thursday morning with the spray-painted words, Death to Palestine. It was discovered as worshipers came to the mosque to mark the end of Ramadan. It has been papered over, uh, and someone wrote on that paper, Love, not hate. The NYPD's Hate Crimes Task Force is investigating the situation in Israel, fueling tensions globally. And here at home, the head of the Islamic Leadership Council of New York blames the vandalism in part over what he calls blind support of Israel with little regard of how Muslim communities are affected. But other religious symbols have been vandalized in recent weeks, including synagogues that had windows smashed in Riverdale. And we're live in Brooklyn. Marla Diamond, WCBS News Radio 880.
1: What to know about the Democrat debate? Next. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. The eight Democrats running for mayor of New York did a Zoom debate last night on New York One and gave different ideas about how to build a post pandemic New York. Steve Burns sorts it out.
2: Everyone agrees New York took a devastating hit over the past year. But strategies for its recovery, that is where the Democratic candidates for mayor differ. Nonprofit executive Diane Morales tells New York won no more corporate welfare and instead.
4: Investing those dollars in our small and mid-sized businesses so that we can grow our economy from the ground up and from the center out. Brooklyn Borough
2: President Eric Adams wants to bring more of those big industries.
1: We need to attract new businesses here. We should become the center of biotech, the center of life sciences, the center of technology.
2: Attorney Maya Wiley says new construction projects will create 100,000 new jobs.
4: Those projects are going to be have local targeted hiring, so communities okay. hard hit. With unemployment, before COVID and worse after, are going to have more job opportunities.
2: The city's former sanitation commissioner, Catherine Garcia, says things need to be streamlined for small businesses.
4: With a one-city permit, so you don't have to go to eight agencies before you sell a bowl of soup.
2: While entrepreneur Andrew Yang says the city's recovery depends on bringing tourists back. Tourism generated $47 billion in revenue in 2019 and supported over 300000 of the 600000 jobs we missing. Yang wants to boost the city's marketing budget. Steve Burns, WCBS News Radio 880.
1: Well, the candidates have five and a half weeks to seal the deal. The ranked choice primary is June 22nd. About a quarter of New Yorkers polled say they have not decided on a front runner, never mind the four other candidates that they get to rank. We're sponsored by Dell. Dell Tech Advisors are focused on you, offering tailored solutions powered by Intel vPro platform. To keep your small business ready, call 877-ASK-DELL. Welcome to Friday and the Morning News Roundup. I'm Wayne Cabot, and here are three things to know this morning on the 14th of May. It's the last straw for the straw. The City Council of New York has passed a bill banning single-use plastic stirs, allowing them only if customers ask for them. Second thing, alarming new numbers out from the CDC this morning. That During the pandemic, overdose deaths jumped 30% nationwide. Many treatment centers closed during the pandemic. Third thing, the Friends of Friends, the TV show gathering for a reunion on HBO in a couple of weeks. Among them, BTS, Justin Bieber, Lady Gaga, Malala, James Corden all joining the six principal actors as well as a supporting cast. That's going to be May 27th, and we bring that up also because of what we have here, our news archives, 88 seconds in sound for this date, and another classic show. May 14th, the finale! Where were you that night in 1998? 1998. A night shared by 76 million Americans.
3: Tonight is the final original episode of America's favorite sitcom. The show about
1: nothing, Seinfeld, began and ended with a discussion about buttons.
3: See, now to me, that button's in the worst possible spot. See, now to me, that button is in the worst possible spot. The second button literally makes or breaks the shirt. Look at it. It's too high. Look at it. It's too high.
1: Haven't we had this conversation before? You think? You think? In that last scene, Jerry, George, Elaine, and Kramer were in a prison cell, sentenced to a year for violating New York's Good Samaritan law by mocking a fat person getting mugged and doing nothing to help. That finale was prescient, with talk about cell phone etiquette and how in America we never have to help anybody. And as the credits rolled for the last time, Seinfeld did stand up in prison and bombed. Uh,
3: anyone from cell block D? I am. I'll talk slower. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love cell block D. My friend George is in cell block D. What, what are you in for, sir? Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. Don't steal any of my jokes. You sucked! I'm going to cut you. Hey, I don't come down to where you work and knock the license plate out of your hand.
2: All right, Seinfeld. That's it. Let's go. Come
3: on. All right. Hey, you've been great. See you in the cafeteria.
1: The show was a bomb at first, languishing five years until getting Cheers spot. And when it ended, Julia Louis-Dreyfus said about Jerry Seinfeld.
0: He was weeping and we were hysterical.
1: NBC asked New York City if it could air the finale on a giant screen in Times Square. The city turned down the permit, said it would mess up traffic. Seinfeld's finale is still the fourth most watched in TV history after MASH, Cheers, and The Fugitive back in 67. No finale since has come near, and a 30-second commercial costs 2 million bucks. Not bad for a show about nothing. This is May 14th. The WCBS
2: 880 Morning News Roundup. Live on 880 and on demand at WCBS880.com roundup. Or wherever you get your podcasts.